atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the Spirit of the Lord is
morning and welcome to Bethel Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Amy Beveridge, and this is our online worship experience. Today, we're celebrating yet another Sunday of Easter. We've got one more to go next week before we enter the season of Pentecost. It's been a surprisingly busy season here at church. Yesterday, we had a retreat where we broke open some of the questions of our changing mission. Actually, maybe our mission isn't changing so much, but how we carry it out is definitely changing as we continue to navigate the aftermath of these pandemic disruptions these years we've had. While I can't pretend to know the future, who can predict anything after the last two years? I will say that we are having a real time of growth and honest assessment here in the church. I think this is also a time of creativity in the church, a time of experimentation, and uh, I think moving forward in new ways. While I can't say how we will develop, it does feel really good to have our feet under us. I feel that very much when we gather in these times of prayer and discernment. It's been a while since I felt that, and I'm really, really pleased with where we are as a church. A couple community notes for us. First, Vacation Bible Camp registration is open. Please visit our website to get your children or grandchildren or your neighborhood kids signed up. The dates are June 14th to 17th from 9 to 12.30, each of those four days. We've got a Western ranching theme this year, which means all our props came from local barns, among other things. We've got a rich curriculum developed by our own Bible studies, and as always, a fantastic group of volunteers coming together. I also wanted to remind everyone about the support that this online service needs. I want to thank all of you who have given so regularly in the last months It helps us keep our online service going. And I want to invite any of you that listen but haven't given to support this virtual gathering to do so through the website where you pressed play to hear this worship service. The donate button is right next door to that. You can also give through the mail or even at our office drop box if you are driving through Templeton. So thank you in advance for your generosity to make this gathering possible. As we come up on the midway point in our budget year, I always like to remind our community to take a look at their intentions and see if you are giving according to them. So it's almost here, believe it or not. Uh, June is almost here. We are rounding the bend on the year. It just blows my mind, actually. I should say, thinking of June and probably some of the trips that you are going to be going on, um, graduations, if you have children or grandchildren that are graduating high school or college or even graduate studies that you would like to recognize, please email the office or contact us through the webpage as I want to start gathering those names up for recognition in mid-June. Okay, I think that's all. Vacation Bible Camp, um, our retreat that we celebrated, giving, and graduates. Let us now take a deep breath, root ourselves wherever we are, and invite the Holy Spirit to enter our place with us and hold us together as we worship our God. Amen. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. No merit of my own I claim, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand 
When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood sustain me in the raging flood. When all supports are washed away, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, redeemed to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Bountiful God, you gather your people into your realm. It is all your realm. And you promise us food from your tree of life. Nourish us with your word today. Empower us with your spirit that we may love one another in the world you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Before us today, we have two readings. One of them is the height of the book of Revelation, the final visions of John who navigates the dream, not just of himself, but the dream of God. As you hear it this morning or today, whenever you're listening, really pay attention to all the symbols. They resonate especially with Genesis, the beginning which now becomes our end. After all the suffering of the dream, and if you read Revelation, you will see so much suffering, we find ourselves in the garden once more. There is a tree that recalls the tree of life. There is a river that flows not just in the book, but in the paradise we call Eden. There are 12 tribes now unified, not the same. They remain their distinctiveness, but they are no longer scattered, no longer swallowed up into exile or wiped from history in crushing battles. They are there, restored into a sign of completion. After you hear these words, I encourage you to go and read Psalm 1. Feel just how powerful these symbols truly are in our scriptures. They're everywhere, trees, rivers, tribes. We also have words of healing from Jesus another portion of a much longer speech that he gives to his followers the night before he dies. And I know it is strange to hear the words from Jesus before the crucifixion, but this helps us remember that the Son of God has kept his word. Everything he promised, even when we didn't understand it, everything he promised has come to be in the days following his resurrection. 
So that's just a bit of grounding for us as we come to the word today. Let us now listen to these gorgeous verses. A reading from Revelation 21. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Psalm 67. God be merciful unto us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us. Salah. That thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Salah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Amen. A reading from Acts chapter 10. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The Word of the Lord. reading from the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. 
Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I'm coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. When we slow down and really take in the words, both of Revelation and those words of Jesus in the night before he died, it's difficult not to be overwhelmed by their beauty, by their grace. With every reason to fall into despair or rage or grievance, instead, Jesus prepares for an unjust and violent death with words of love. Not a fickle or fleeting love, not a love that comes and goes based on the direction the wind blows each day, but a steady love of belonging. He departs from us, not in blame, but in promise. In promise with a mercy the world sometimes does not deserve. A promise we are not alone in his seeming absence. A promise that Jesus will come back to us even though it seems impossible in that moment. So the first order of the day, it seems, is to just take it all in. Take in how that must have felt to be the recipient that night of those words. Take in how in his human self, Jesus must have struggled and yet still prevailed in unbreakable love and grace and how he still does. In doing so, he prepares us to face our own moments when despair or rage or grievance threaten to undo us. Many peoples, including some of us, some of you listening, have known injustice. Some of us have known violence. Some of us have experienced the loss of the innocent in our lives, just as that dream portends in Revelation. Certainly we have known betrayals, and some of us are not all afforded the protection of the state. And yet, with every reason to turn away, we find ourselves here. It's pretty miraculous. With all the many reasons we have to give up our faith, all the reasons we have to lose hope, we're still here. We're still in the Easter season, still celebrating that against the odds, we are here. The words of Revelation are no less overwhelming This time, grace wrapped in a vision of the end of time, when time itself ceases to exist and all is made one in God. Every divide we know dissolves in this dream, this foretaste of the peace to come. The temple is no longer a structure to house the Holy of Holies, where the glory of God is enthroned. The presence of God no longer confined and restricted to unpassable boundaries guarded by clerics and the insiders to religious power which of course is the meaning of resurrection. This is the end of time, God becoming the temple. And the temple is everywhere, reaching, immeasurable in every direction. And we, God's people bearing the glory, night and day become one. 
Some of us will be hearing that hymn, the one we're about to sing, in him there is no darkness at all. The day and the night are both alike. Scripture itself experiences this unity. The Bible, as I shared in my teaching time before we heard the verses today, there is a tree at the beginning, there is a tree at the end. There was a river then, and there is a river now in this dream, the river that was always there flowing through every story in the sacred word, all of us held in its currents, all of human existence between these trees, between these gardens of paradise that is one garden. We are returned, restored, our tribes nurtured by the same waters and roots, all becomes one. To believe that this vision is not for us now is a temptation. It's a temptation that I get. Some days, all we can see are the divides, and it makes us so very anxious. How can we believe in such a time as dreamed in Revelation when we wake up to something as devastating as war in Ukraine? or closer to home when we wake up to Buffalo or Laguna Woods or our own community struggles or our own families in the schisms that lie closest to our hearts. In a world that thrives on enemy-making, we can forget this dream or with the wrong influence believe that violence is the way we are delivered into this future. And given how violent Revelation is, the book as a whole, it can be hard to see it rightly. I totally own that as your pastor, as a student of the Bible. But violence is never the way. If it were, Jesus would have died a different death if he died at all. I mean, when even Revelation itself seems sympathetic to our situation, the words we heard today open with our dreamer saying, and the spirit carried me away, above it all, distant to a high place that is not here. It can be so hard to believe when you are here in the thick of it. It can be hard to hope in this tree of life when some days the signs are so few and the map for our feet is so obscure. Now, our tradition has a lot of answers on how we keep hoping in the dream of revelation and this restoration to wholeness, especially when we are challenged. Today, I want to offer you just one thing. One simple visualization to help us stay rooted in the wholeness and in the hope and in the unity already given to us by our God. And just remember what hope is, right? Hope is itself believing in something that we cannot yet see for ourselves. This evening, as I collect these words for you, I'm also putting together a prayer exercise for our retreat tomorrow. And in that retreat, I'm going to ask everyone to hold in their hand a prism. I have a bunch of them to pass out, little glass teardrop prisms. You can imagine holding one in your hand now or even find an image of one if that helps. And I'm going to ask them, just as I'm asking all of you now, to consider the prism as a symbol of your own self. All those many faces, all those facets of your lives shining some facing the light, some in shadow, reflecting and glittering. This is your life, I'm going to say. I say it now. This is your life. And let's name some of those faces. List all the facets of your life. You might say things like family, work, rest, friends, your body, your health, your moods and emotions, your politics, your ethics, the parts of yourselves that you show publicly, the parts of yourselves that you keep more private, 
We have endless faces on the prisms of our lives. Now, I remember some time ago, Walter Brueggemann interview, I think it was, I can't remember now. I shared it with you all at church when I heard this. He said, he always detested when people referred to that phrase, our faith life, as if our life were somehow set apart from our faith. When in truth, we have our faith and our life that emanates from it. Our life is one, he said. There is no faith life over there and our regular life over here. And I know you've heard me talk about this before, especially if you go to Bible study with me. And this is what I always think about when I read chapter 21 of Revelation or when I hear Jesus speak of love and oneness in the night before he died. And I wonder if when we hold the prism of our life, if we don't get tricked into believing that our faith is a facet of our life, just a facet, that it's somehow level with all the other ways we'd identify or share of ourselves. So I invite you to pray in the coming days of what it might look like if the prism were your faith, not just your life, but your faith. God's light then shining through it, shining through your faith, through all your many faces. For me anyway, that is one true image, one true way that we can imagine our lives. Our faith is at the center, lending its unity to all the other parts of ourselves. How revolutionary that could be for us. Because many things will fight to be not just a facet of your life, but they will fight to be your center. Many things will try to be your defining light and move into that space. But the real us is just God. And when we live in that way, our life is undivided. God's gift of faith shining through us to meet the world. The unity of revelation is already here when we see rightly. Perhaps we just need to hold it a bit differently than we have been. And so may our prayers, these ones they invite you to you now, may they restore your hope in the center of your life. And may you walk in the glory of God who makes the night and the day both alike. May the temple be everywhere for you, not far off, not out of reach, but everywhere in your midst. Amen. I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow Jesus. God set the stars to give light to the world. The star of my life is Jesus. In him there is no darkness at all. The night and the day are both alike. The Lamb is the light of the city of God. Shine in my heart, Lord Jesus. I want to see the brightness of God. I want to look at Jesus. Clear sun of righteousness, shine on my path and show me the way to the Father. In him there is no darkness at all, the night and the day are both alike. 
The Lamb is the light of the city of God. Shine in my heart, Lord Jesus. I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. When we have run with patience the race, we shall know the joy of Jesus. In Him there is no darkness at all. The night and the day are both alike. The Lamb is the light of the city of God. Shine in my heart, Lord Jesus. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we close in prayer, let us remember all those who have died in violence. O God of justice and love, we give thanks to you that you illumine our way through life with the words of your Son. Give us the light we need, awaken us to the needs of others, and at the end, bring all the world to your feast. And help us, O God, to live that end now. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord of life, you walk this journey with us and through us. Lead us, Lord. Lead on. Journeying within and wrestling with the world. Lead us, Lord. Lead on. Lead us to risk, to grow, and to tread the path you have opened for us. Lead us, Lord. Lead on. And let us rejoice that every place is your place. In the name of Christ, the risen one. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let your love increase. Lord, make us instruments of your peace walls of pride and prejudice shall cease when we are your instruments of peace 
Where there is hatred, we will sow his love. Where there is injury, we will never judge. Where there is striving, we will speak his peace to the people crying for release. We will be his instruments of Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let your love increase. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Walls of pride and prejudice shall cease. When we are your instruments of will pray for sight where there is darkness we will shine his light where there is sadness we will bear their grief to the millions crying for release we will be his instruments of Make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let your love increase. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Walls of pride and prejudice shall cease. When we are your instruments of your instruments of peace when we are your instruments of peace go in peace share the good news alleluia